you cannot <laughs> you cannot take advantage of the time we have before recording to try to think of the of the fevered dream notes that you wrote down. You must do this on air. I, you must pay for your crimes. I didn't do anything. I saw I you. Was, <laughs> you were ready to record. You stopped, opened the notes where we have our weird topics saved, looked at one, and then <laughs> looked up at the air trying to remember what the hell it means. You cannot tell me what what was that look, if not that. I was just contemplating when you were going to be ready. I no don't wanna, way. Yes. I'm staring at you after, waiting. After that that disastrous start we just had that we just that we canceled. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So. Guess what, everybody? What? We're caught up on Moon Knight. I don't know why I said what. I knew what you were going to say. We are caught up on Moon Knight. We're both caught up on Moon Knight. Exactly. We're which is the first time that's happened since Moon Knight started. <laughs> Um, so spoiler alert spoiler alert for episodes one through four yes. of Moon Knight available now on Disney plus what well first actually you know what I'll, I'll wait to the end you ask okay no <laughs> what do you think I like it yeah I like it I yeah. like it I like the pace yes the pace is really good I really really like Oscar Isaac yes I really, really like Ethan Hawke. As Stephen and Mark. And yeah, yeah as uh, Ethan playing uh, Arthur Harrow, I think his name is. Yeah. Arthur, yeah. Yeah. Very, very he's, good. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, like, and you mentioned this last episode, he's kind of been off and now he's popping back up and things. Yeah. You forget how good he is. Yeah, exactly. He's so good. But he's, like, good in a new way now. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen him as a villain necessarily, but available right now in movie theaters like today uh the northman he's <gasps> he's playing the evil uncle no uh, or he, the father he's, he's playing the father, the father. shit yeah. you're right gotta see that you know i'm excited i, I was gonna i was movie. gonna ask you about that because i saw that it was uh i saw the notes saying that it's out yeah i've been hearing pretty good things yeah uh, uh, i think it's like an 88 on rotten tomatoes which we know by a couple episodes ago is all i go by that's pretty solid um which, by the way, full transparency for those who listen to us fight for a long time about Morbius. <laughs> right when we were done recording, we went to the Rotten Tomatoes website and I looked at the uh, Fandango fan score and it's like a 78. <laughs> the fans love it. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. I am so glad that didn't come up on the episode. <laughs> I would have been shut down so quickly. And I guess I'm just I'm eating crow now. I'm owning up to it. Uh, that's very honorable to, for you to do. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that honesty. Anyway, Moon Knight, I love it. What I love about you love it, love it. I love it, love it. Okay, that's since a big episode one. one, I said, "Wow, this is going to be awesome." Like really, was, since it, episode one, credits credits ended. And I said, "This is great. I love this." Now, why? Wait. What made you say I love it off of just the first episode? The first time I said, "Wow," well, it's really the first Marvel thing that I know nothing about. Okay, so even backstory. Yeah, backstory. I don't really know the character. Uh, like, I knew the... What I knew about Moon Knight was it's a rich guy who has a split personality disorder and gets, like, Egyptian powers and is, like, snarky in the comic books uh, and, like, pretty violent um, is all I knew. So, like, I've seen the comic book pains that I think I showed you yeah, where you showed me. he's, like, hunting Dracula and he says, like... <laughs> I know Dracula, where are you? I know you're in here, you dumb bitch, or something like that. Um, and then he like throws a bunch of gadgets out uh, and he says, random bullshit, go. Like, that's a really good comic <laughs> comic pain <laughs> that I like. Um, and then he's been like really violent in the past. And I've seen like, 
yeah, I just know that he's like a, a cult fan favorite. Um, That's that, more than I know. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's honestly not much. I don't know what the story was. I didn't know that it was Kanchu is uh, the the like the god that he is inhabited by, and I didn't know really what his powers were. Uh, which are very cool. So yeah. like each episode has given me a little bit more to get excited about. So episode one, the thing that I enjoyed most about it was a Arthur Harrow. He's just such a fascinating villain. He's one of those Marvel villains. That's like kind of few and far between who genuinely believes that he's right. And I kind of get it. Yeah. <laughs> like you kind of get it. Yeah. Thanos Killmonger, uh, Arthur Harrow is like, yeah, cool I, motive. Still I, murder. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. And like, honestly, him more than anyone. <laughs> really? Like, I think so. Like, if you can, it's like the the movie Minority Report. The, uh, yes. It, yes. Like, if you know that someone is going to commit a crime, like, could you stop it? Yes. Should they instantly die? No. That's where it's too far. But like. Thanos, even Thanos is like, yeah, too many mouths are uh, too many mouths, not enough food. Okay, well, if you had the Infinity Stones, there's like an infinite more amount of things you could do besides yeah. kill half of everything. Uh, and then Killmonger, like, I get it. Okay, but you shouldn't like just go to war and kill everybody. Like, you should share the resources with the people that need them and things like that. But him is like, we know this is going to be a bad person, which I think the gray area is what constitutes bad. Who's to say? Um, but I, he's just fascinating and like the weird, like laws and rules that he follows in his head. The fact that he like walks on crushed glass, uh, which I still don't think we've had fully explained. Uh, but we always hear it every time he takes a step and he's on camera, it's crunch, crunch, crunch. I wonder if it's something he has to do. So the big thing that he always mentions too is he was Kanju's former avatar. Yeah. So I wonder if it's something that he has to do as a ritual or if it's something that he does for Amit. For Amit. The, the, his, his, um, he's his, not, a, he's his not current avatar person, whatever. Is thing. he? He's the avatar of Amit. But Amit's not out yet. True. He serves Amit. He wants Amit. Amit's avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I love Arthur Harrow. The other thing I loved about episode one was something where there's like a split personality, something like that's kind of such a heavy done trope but we've never really seen it realized in the way that Moon Knight did, where episode one was an entirely uh, Steven. And then every time it goes to Mark, we genuinely don't see what happens. It's a blackout, yeah. And we still haven't. I don't think we're ever going to, because like we saw the results of what happened, um, but we don't see it happen. He, Because like, if you're Steven, you black out, and then you come back somehow, and you don't know how you got there, and you have to like deal with it. It's kind of like... Um, Oh, uh, Memento, the Christopher Nolan movie. I was going to say Memento, yeah. Where, yeah, like, yeah. the half of the movie moves backwards, so you never know what happened just before that. Um, so you're just as lost as the character is. It's very similar in, in that way. Uh, and that, like, I just loved the way it was done. And they were, like, ruthless about it. They're like, yeah, we're not going to show you. Like, yeah. that, fill it in for yourself. And then it was, like, confusing in a way where I'm, I was still trying to piece things together. And they left enough breadcrumbs where it's like, that's interesting. I don't know what that is. That's interesting. I don't know what that is. And then episode two, we got to know Mark a little bit more. And then the wife came in. Uh, and, like, we got to, like, meet Conchu, who I love, by the way. <laughs> He's such a dick. Um, <laughs> uh and yeah, it like added a little bit more to the mystique and Amit and things like that. And then episode three, you're like in Egypt. And then there's that whole like 
is there a third character that we don't know about? Stephen, Mark, and somebody else? Uh, because there was that part where uh, he was like fighting those two dudes. That was like a way overacted, <laughs> over choreographed fight scene. Um, but then like uh, Mark snaps out of it and snaps back to it. And he just like stabbed a guy in the gut. And that doesn't seem like Steven. And Mark's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, maybe is there a third person in there that they don't know about or something? That could be very cool. Maybe. I, I, I will say this real, real quick side note. The thing I like the most about this is yeah. that going back to the love for Oscar Isaac, like you said in the, about the first episode about how frantic and, and first person we are with Steven yeah. in the story, the frustration, you feel it. Yeah. You feel Steven's frustration. Yeah. You, you, cause you're frustrated too yeah. of how it's being told. And you're yeah. just, you're just thinking, tell me what happened when he blocked out. Like I'm not Steven. I should be able to see it, but they don't. Yeah. So, and you see Steven, you know, missing his date, Yep. You know, and he's just, what the, f-? and you're also, what the, f-? like, <laughs> how long has this been? Like, yeah, you come have no on. sense of, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple little things like the missing the date, that whole like conversation of what day is it? Sunday. No, it's not. It's right. Well, no, it's Sunday. I, I'm right. I don't know. I just, like, I'm, my shift is Sunday and today's Sunday and I'm here working. So I know, like, that scene went on a little too long where it's like, I I get a little frustrated when we've clearly figured something out as the audience and the character's still trying to grasp it, which most of the show has done really well. Where like we're in the dark about a lot of things that Steven and or Mark are in the dark about. Um so that's that's really interesting. And now like with um I forget the his wife's name. Um but like we're kind of in the dark with her about like what happened to her father. <laughs> Um, where like Mark clearly knows Steven doesn't know. And I love that scene where she like bursts in and she's like, I want to talk to Mark. What happened to my father? And Steven finally was like, Nope, <laughs> like, Mark, you can have the body. <laughs> this isn't my fight. <laughs> um, it was, it was very cool. And the other thing that I've grown to love more and more about the show is that it's like a globe trotting treasure hunting adventure it's like uncharted or national treasure and i eat that shit up so much it's like indiana jones i was gonna say it's indiana jones vibes and it's nailing it and like marvel hasn't really done that yet it's like that's a new like genre i guess that they're getting into uh which is really really exciting the other thing that i'm that i'm a fan of is especially in in the latest episode Mm. when he gets shot yeah um, first of all, it's the first time you see, uh, what's his name? Harrow. Ethan Hawke's character. Arthur Harrow. Arthur. It's the first time you see Arthur be violent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arthur's not really menacing too yeah. much, right? He's not fast. He's yep. not strong. Yep. He doesn't really have any type of superpowers beyond the judgment like process. The, the cult following is what he's strong at, like strong at controlling people. Yeah. So he doesn't have really the intimidation factor of this man's going to hurt me. Yeah. He just has a dark aura about him. Yeah. Which is something I really like about how they did with him. Instead of making the stereotypical, you're going to pick this guy up with one hand and like throw the person through the wall. Yeah. He's just, he, he just walks with a cane. Yeah. Everywhere. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, and uh, when, when Steven gets dumped out, he goes, oh, no, 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 no. Take, take, oh, I'm sorry about that. Take off his cuffs. Get him up. You're okay. Yeah, exactly. Let's go for a walk. Get you something to eat. Yeah. Just walk. <laughs> it's just a very different vibe. Um, most 
most uh, people mm-hmm. would have that moment when the hero, the main character, gets shot, especially a superhero, they come back. Mm. Right. And and I was actually thinking when he would come back, mm-hmm. that he when after they Steve and Mark got shot, that he they would land in the water and then come back out the water as Moon Knight. Mm. They didn't. But he doesn't have his powers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they were just nope. Okay, bye. Yep. And they <laughs> they do like that double fake out on us where they show us like an old movie from the seventies yep. of like a basically an Indiana Jones type thing. Uh, and then it, it's revealed that that's on a TV in a mental institution and Mark is in there and like, they did that so well. Like they, I knew that this whole thing wasn't in Mark's head. I'm like, they can't be doing that. Saying that episodes one through four and a half, uh, were entirely a fabrication of Mark's like dreams or whatever like that. But they kind of got me. <laughs> I was like. But that would explain that and that and that and that and like so many things. But like the the landscape, the environment of that area was very weird. It was very like white and there were bricks everywhere and stuff like that. Well, it was clearly it's clearly not an actual place because he pulls Steven out right and from a tomb like well eventually and that's when I was like okay okay so it's definitely not all in his head. But for a while when you see like his boss from the museum clutching like the thing and then his two handlers were like the two cops that came to his apartment. Mm -hmm. uh and it's like oh that would be why he imagined them as cops in his apartment is because they're his hand and then like haro this like and and like intimidating guy who like uses words and like gets to people is the psychiatrist and he has a cane and like i understand what it feels like oh man it was good it was good and then like steven the archaeologist who knows everything is like the guy that he watches in the movie and then like Oh, your favorite spot to sit and he's in front of a mirror because uh, like that's where he would talk to Steven which is like he has a split personality disorder and he's cuffed to his wheelchair like when he sleeps he's yep. cuffed to his bed oh man it was it was like they got you. I was like there's no fucking way but what <laughs> if like this could be legit and then and then they didn't let it linger too long luckily and then he pulls Steven out of a coffin <laughs> They which did is it. very cool. They and they embrace. It. They like hug. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and they're like best friends immediately. Once they're not fighting over the same body and they yeah. like have a common goal and they each have their own thing. It's like, buddy, buddy, you're here. Okay, yeah. cool. And then, like I was thinking earlier, third coffin that they do not open. They don't open it. Yeah. It just I, shakes. I think. It was just shaking and trembling. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think there's a third there's a third uh, person in there who we've gotten like glimpses of. That would make sense. Maybe that's who like the mercenary who goes a little too far is and the guy who stabs the guy in the stomach and maybe there's some other things that we've seen him do. It would explain the the whole like super violent character. Yeah. Maybe he's the one who got that date with the lady at the steak place. Uh like we thought we assumed it was Mark. because uh, Steven was like, Wait, I have a date? What? And, like, he didn't make a date, but apparently he has a date. And then he went oh, to the yeah, steak place. Yeah. And we assume, like, oh, that must have been Mark. But, like, maybe it was third guy. Third guy. Yeah. If there is a third guy. The, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's I a think, good point. I think that would be a cool twist. And then, obviously, the huge bomb is there's a hippo lady in there. <laughs> what the fuck? So, that's that. So, when I saw that scene, I thought the opposite. Yeah. Of what you just described, which I liked what you said because that makes so much sense. And I feel stupid for not thinking that way. What? Of like, what if everything we've seen up until now was his own fabrication? Yeah. 
I viewed it as the inverse of he is he this world that he's in is from all of his world experiences. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I don't know if it is because the talking hippo at the end makes me think that's got to be some type of god or something. Yeah, I think so. And he's in I don't know what he's in. Some sort of afterlife thing, underworld, whatever that like um oh, what's that movie? There's a movie uh, with Jason Siegel on Netflix where they discover that the afterlife is real and they figure out how to like go there and come back. I think it's called the the afterlife? discovery. It's called like the discovery or something like that. Like they discover that the afterlife is real. I didn't. I've never heard of it, so I don't know. It's interesting. It's not that great, but um, the spoilers. The after spoilers for Discovery on Netflix. Go watch it if you're interested in a movie about the afterlife being real. Right. But it's basically right. the it's a amalgamation of like some of your strongest memories you like create this world it's almost like inception where like you create this world of like things that stuck out to you with your life and like maybe some decisions that you regret making like those decisions play out but different the way you wish you make it and things like that so it just like pulls from your life so maybe this like afterworld thing is a shared place but pulls from your subconscious of like what you remember from life yeah which is also interesting because there were so many things in there that were from Steven's life. Like well, the, the boss at the museum. Right. But they physically have experienced the same thing. Yeah, that's true. If you true. think about it. That's right? true. They physically have experienced the same thing together. Something that I wanted to touch base on was, and this maybe goes back to what you were saying about how there's something else at hand that we don't know fully yet. Mm. Remember when he goes back to the museum, he, he was thinking, oh, it's all that was all a dream. Yeah. In the second episode, he's like, that was all a dream, though. Then he sees all the all the warning tape and, oh, this crazy shit happened. And then he tells this, his friend, the security guard, pull up the tape, pull the tape. Yeah. This is where it comes. This is where it comes. And you don't see anything. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that planted the seed of, like, is this all in his fucking head? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I think it was Ethan. Oh, yeah. Ethan. Arthur. Yeah. Uh, says, <laughs> I can't see him anymore since I'm free. But he's probably saying this now. He's probably yes. telling you to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> kill him. <laughs> Crack his windpipe or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's something there that we don't know fully yet. Yeah. And we also know Arthur has some type of ability because he's able to summon that. De- that, that, that he that. has a fraction of Ahmed's power. So he's able to. So he's able to see that. Yeah. But he can't see Ahmed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I think he doesn't know Amit's trapped. Amit's like made out of stone like Kanju is now. Oh, I'm sorry. Kanju. He can't see Kanju when Kanju's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he says, oh, he's probably here, isn't he? He's talking and saying blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? Which I, that was like one of my favorite scenes of the thing. What? When he's he, probably telling you to kill me, isn't he? And then like he like makes a loud noise and causes some wind. He's like, he's a very violent man. Crack his one pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> They're like, kill him. You could take him. Summon the suit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me add him. <laughs> it's so funny. Like an ancient Egyptian all knowing god is like, fuck him up. <laughs> so good. So so there's definitely there's definitely that little twist that yeah. I it's just so well done so far. Yeah. It's exactly. just very well done. Again, the and like, pace of the delivery. It keeps like feeding me more that's like ooh, that's interesting and then they give me that and expand on it or i'm like ooh, that's interesting yeah. and like it keeps roping me in and like i'm more and more invested in it it's 
it's on par for me so far with Loki of like how much I just kept enjoying it and it kept getting more and more interesting. And, and a big part of that, I think, in Loki and this show have a lot of similar elements, I think. Yeah. They have stellar casting. Yep. They have really great imagery. Yep. They're both super unique. Yep. And not standard for what we see in the MCU. Yeah. And also the uh, the, the story is so well done. Yeah. So they're very similar. They're different, but they the, those elements, I think, are very similar. And... Oh boy, I, I, I didn't. I've always liked Oscar Isaac, uh-huh. and I didn't really think about him as a performer. And I'm not saying Moon Knight has changed my mind, but Moon Knight and seeing him in Moon Knight and seeing him do an accent. Yep, I thought he's he he doesn't have a bad accent. And I found the I think it's GQ or Vanity Fair that always does it. It's that we interview actors about their performances, about yeah. their roles. I didn't. I forgot entirely. He was Apocalypse. Yeah. And I was thinking, this guy was Apocalypse? Yep. And you go back and you listen and you go, oh, of course he's Apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Right? You could you could hear in his voice. Yeah. I mean, the first instance I had of him was uh, Ex Machina. Yeah, right? same. And he was stellar. Yep. And that. And then hearing him talk, I go, oh, you're one of those actors. You know, you're one of those types of actors. Okay. He's talking about directors that he's always wanted to work with. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Reviewing scripts and he was looking stuff over and he yeah. was thinking through about the characters and he had, you know, so I came up and we just had like a, a, we had, we talked for like five hours about the script and about the background of this and that. And I was thinking this and this. I go, yep. He's like really it. passionate about yes. that stuff. Yeah. You're, you're one of those. He's Even, a Nicolas Cage type. Yeah, exactly. But like who takes himself more seriously and I think makes more careful decisions than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage takes himself seriously. I think he takes himself. Seriously. I think he gives into the meme a little bit, and I think there I think are he times does when now. he's lost track of it. I think I mean, he does now. I yeah. think I look at Nicolas Cage, and not to drag us entirely off, but I think I look at Nicolas Cage as uh, a similar vein of Tom Cruise back in his heyday, where it was he can perform. He's sold on this type of of role. Yeah. Which Tom Cruise does. Yeah. And Tom Cruise excels at that role. And Nicolas Cage was doing so good at that role of his. Yeah. And then something happened where just the role stopped or he just, I don't know what happened. He, I think he's a very good actor. Yeah. I think Nicolas Cage is a very good actor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm anyways. Yeah. Back to my point. I was like, oh, Oscar Isaac is one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. There's okay. this detail I love about Oscar Isaac. As like, I also think he's a big nerd and like he really appreciates like that he probably read all the Moon Knight comics to get ready and stuff like that. He's a huge Star Wars nerd. He asked if canonically Poe Dameron could be from Yavin. Like he was born during like the rebel thing, like the the original trilogy. I think he was born around then, and like he wants his parents to be from Yavin, so he was a native of Yavin mm-hmm. because Yavin was filmed in. I'm gonna get it wrong, but uh, some country in South America where he is actually from. So like, oh, the country where Yavin was filmed, like in the jungle, is the country that he was from. So he asked like JJ if like can Poe be like a Yavin native? I think that would be really cool, and it would like. It, it like it's oh man I, I i heard about that and that's such a cool detail that's like a cooler version of uh samuel jackson's going yeah but can his lightsaber be purple <laughs> <laughs> I, I like purple <laughs> where he's like i'm actually from 
uh, Venezuela or something like that. I don't think it's Venezuela, but that's where Yavin was filmed, and I want him to be from Yavin. Oh, that's so cool. It's and it's yeah, but it goes like like you said. It's now it makes sense. It's just oh, okay, he's one of those guys. He's he's, <laughs> he's very thoughtful. Yeah, and yeah, very he's, insightful. He's very great. Dedicated. He's becoming one of my favorite actors. He's he's, he's he. Cr- I'm trying to think of a role where I thought eh, apocalypse. <laughs> He was fine as Apocalypse. Yeah. I had no problem with Apocalypse. Yeah. I saw an amazing tweet that made a really good point. Yeah. Uh, everybody missed out on the right decision to make a Magneto movie with Fastbender. Yeah. 100%. Because that scene, like those scenes with him in Apocalypse were probably the best scenes. Yeah. Oh, for of sure. Of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's incredible as Magneto in that. Seeking yeah, exactly. Vengeance. And most of the X-Men movies that he's in, like, he steals a show. Yeah. Like, um, uh, James McAvoy was pretty good, but Fassbender is just, like, pff, incredible as Magneto. The scene in the when he's in the bar? The yep. The German bar? Yep, exactly. That was incredible. And then the, the scene in first class when he slowly puts the quarter through the guy's head, and he's just filled with rage and oh man it's it's really good but so good um another shout out for oscar isaac inside lewin davis uh a coen brothers movie which i I think is his first big i think he talked about that in the video yeah it was like his first big role and it was like he was a a folk singer in the 60s and like yes yes how tough it was to be a folk singer i remember him talking about that oh man i've never seen it though Adam Driver's in that movie. Uh, really? Justin Timberlake is in that movie. It's it's really 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 good. Um, very good. Ten out of ten. Inside Lewin Davis. It's it's a music movie. Um, like a musical? No no no. I mean, there's a lot of singing in it, but it's not like. And then I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, a movie that I I actually am very interested in. Yeah. Is the new Elvis movie? Nope. Hard pass. Why? Because A, it's Boz Lerman, who I have never remotely liked anything that he's done. I remotely liked uh, Moulin Rouge. That movie was okay. Okay. Mostly because of Ewan, my boy. Right. Um, But he's just so like... Mm, the Roaring Twenties. Mm, I I love sparkly things and rich people. Like He's just so... So incredibly not my style. Okay. And it just looks so dumb. <laughs> like, I don't know. Why that movie looks so like it, it's the it's the quintessential like biopic made by people who don't get what they're making a movie about. Like that does not seem to be Elvis's story at all from the trailer, at least. I think the guy looks super weird. Like that's not a good choice for Elvis. Um I don't know. I don't know. And then I but I do want to see Fat Tom Hanks. <laughs> fat evil Tom Hanks. I think it's I think it's going to be neat. I think it's going to be neat. And I only say that because I'm a history nerd. Mm. Right? Or not a nerd. I'm just I'm a fan of history and and to see I am in no way saying, "Man, the 20s were so great." Yeah. Ugh. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> yeah. I am saying though, it's very interesting to me, yeah. especially after our, our last episode where we spoke about how, you know, sugar, elderly, you know, yes. historical lines. Um, <laughs> that's a part of it. I want to see the 20s and how it's portrayed. And yeah. That's really all it is. I just want to see how like the, the 50s, 50s though, right? 50s, was, 60s. He was, he was in World War II, wasn't he? I think he was, he was in Vietnam. 
He went to oh, Vietnam. Oh, it was Vietnam. Yeah not, yeah, not 20s. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said Roaring Twenties. It threw me off. That um, was uh, like the Great Gatsby and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Baz Luhrmann is the, the rich white person's director. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that. But I'm, <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised that you're not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that. I don't, I don't need to argue that. Sure. Um, there was another movie that I was just thinking of that I, I'm, I'm actually kind of... Um, Besides Top Gun. Top Gun. Of course. Oh, man. I can't wait to see that. IMAX. You and me? Are we going? Do you want to? My dad also wants to go. You want to go see a movie with my dad? I don't care. <laughs> if, it, if it fits if it fits with how I like to see movies. Sure. My dad will not make any noise. He is deaf. <laughs> right. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about the people around us. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my dad might make noise. He's he's not mute. And he breathes very loud. <laughs> He kind of snores when he's awake. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But regardless, um, I am so excited for... Okay, so I'm going to let out a secret. Uh-oh. I'm going to let out a trade secret to all you listeners. Trade secret? Yeah. And to uh, you, sir. Yes. I'm listening. Back, I want to say, a year and a half ago. Sure. Or two years ago. Talking Basically late when... 2020. Say what? Late 2020. I think it was definitely 2020. Okay. Because it was at the end of a spree of stuff I've done. And I didn't do it because of that. Because it was, it was at the end of my like little shopping spree. Yeah. When I heard that, that Top Gun was on its way. Yeah. Top Gun's coming out. Yeah. I always, always, always wanted an authentic bomber jacket. Ooh. Like flight jacket. Yeah. And I found three authentic manufacturers yeah. of that jacket style. Mm-hmm. Like one, the brown leather with the fluffy inside? Yes. Yeah. And one literally makes like a Top Gun style jacket <sighs> with flight patches and everything. Yes. Here's the problem. Because they are authentic, none of them, I think, were under $850. <laughs> they are authentic, sheepskin, like handmade, yeah. uh, everything. The whole nine yards. They are not cheap. Yeah. It's the jacket that he wears on the bike. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said Top Gun jacket. I got it. I think everybody knows the jacket. <laughs> yeah. Um, get some aviators. And my plan was to get that jacket and to have an authentic, real jacket like yeah. that. And that is a biffle. 100% a biffle item. Buy it for life. Yes. And it should be. Yeah. Um, and I didn't do it because instead I saw a Red Wing deal, which if you didn't know are like handmade leather shoes mm-hmm. and it was a 50% off Red Wing deal. Oof. So I got two Red Wing, Red Wing boots for basically 50% off. Yeah. Which is absurd. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did that instead and I was that like, sounds ah. like the right decision. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't need a leather jacket. You don't, you don't need, <laughs> you, you don't. don't need a sheepskin jacket. And if you did, you could get a non-authentic one. You could get a you could get a cheaper one and it would still be pretty biffle. It'll be biffled by it for a long time. <laughs> so what I'm getting at here Uh-oh. is I knew when Top Gun finally releases. Yeah. I feel like there's gonna be a slight uptick Ooh. in a fashion trend. Yeah. As things things kind of maybe curve. Aviators and mustaches. I already have an aviator, I already have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to go out and buy a mustache. I don't need to buy the mustache. I don't need to buy aviators. I already got both. You thinking of them. about it again? 
Uh, no, it's just I, I wanted to be ahead of the curve of the person who had a flight jacket. Like uh, a, so are you not going to get one? No. You're just declaring now publicly on the internet that you thought of it first. Yes. <laughs> and also, if you want to, now is the time. Are you going to shout out any brands? Um, I had them. The only uh, problem was one was from the UK. I think it was Scotland. Yeah. <sighs> Which added a bit more price. It yeah. was quote unquote cheaper by the number, but by currency exchange, it was not cheaper. Yeah. It was like 600 pounds. I'm like, that's not cheaper for <laughs> me. <laughs> that's like the same price on top of international shipping. I thought you used kilos. <laughs> yeah. So there was a slight difficulty there. But um, to go back to my excitement about Top Gun, it's not just the experience of the movie of Top Gun, because I'm sure that'll be fine. Um, it's more of, I want the theme of it. The music of Top Gun defines an era. Yeah. Right? It sure does. And like we work out to it. It's, it's on def- our playlist. It's, 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 a lot of the Top Gun soundtrack yeah. is on our workout playlist. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's, 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 so t- the Top Gun soundtrack is, to, in my opinion, the same as the Rocky soundtracks, mm. where they defined kind of not so much like a generation of people. It just defines an era, uh, like a feeling, like a cultural, like it's a cultural era yeah. that it sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I get from this, and that's what I hope this does, and I hope they don't have, like, you know, moder- like, I don't want to hear Justin Bieber in a Machine Top Gun. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I, I want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I want to hear the old, I, I, I want them to bring it back. They, like, bring it back. I, I can't imagine them doing, like, if anything, they'll do, like, a modern artist or band that sounds retro in that way, like, maybe, like, a Greta Van Fleet or something like that to do give it like a Led Zeppelin-y vibe or something like that. Yeah. Or like Wolf Mother or something that sounds like ACDC or something. And then like you that. know at the credits they're going to play the original. They have to. They have to. They're Danger Zone going to play the original. Legally required to. Yes. <laughs> I think Danger Zone will be used to comedic effect. Uh I think it will come on in like uh Tom Cruise's like car or something like that. Like he'll get in and he'll give um I forget the car. It's Tom Cruise and Top Gun. It's a bike. Okay. Well, they, they'll get to his like uh, barracks or something like that. And he'll like turn on some music and it's like the it's danger zone or something. And they're like, what the hell? This old guy from the 80s. Uh, and I really hope they don't do that. I don't know. I really hope, you know, it'd be really cool. Mm. This might be super cheesy, but the young me yeah, would, yeah, yeah. would just be yeah 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 fist bumping yeah is if it's like the big fight scene at some point in the movie and yeah. then tom cruise comes in out of nowhere and as he comes in cue dangerous it's just like him flying in like his afterburners are closing down that would be so he shoots sidewinders he's barrel rolls down Blows up two two planes. He flies through the wreckage. Such like, a terrible idea. That would be amazing. We need a side podcast just called like Dubs's <laughs> God Awful Bottom of the Barrel Dumpster Fire Movie that Ideas. Would, that would be amazing. At the in a, like a fight scene, like a dog fight. Yes, where a character dies. No, no, no. <laughs> they no, get no. shot down. They're losing, and then Deus Ex Tom Cruise comes in. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 and just absolutely takes a big old wet dookie all over the th- mood of that scene in the movie. They're like, no, no! 
oh, Apex or whatever some character's name is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, Apex. Not Apex. Not Apex. No, Apex was like a brother to me. <laughs> No, it would be it would be like the uh, it would be like the rise of Skywalker scene. But there are more of us, Poe. There are more of us. <laughs> this makes no sense. How did we get here? None of us had the wayfinder. It won't be that. It won't be him saying that. It will just be him maybe not even saying anything over comms. It's just the bad guy is just about to like shoot down the the new main character or whatever yeah and then that plane gets it just blows up yeah and it's silent and everybody looks you're like what what the fuck and then out of the out of the clouds like an archangel <laughs> yeah comes. you know, the way fighter pilots react to their members getting shot out what the fuck <laughs> did you guys see that shit <laughs> Apex just blew the fuck up. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's, it's the perilous scene where you're worried about like the plot twist of losing the main character. Yeah, you, and and in that scene is it's the same thing in in um the Last Jedi. Okay, what? when there's when 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 Finn's suicide running. Oh yeah, at the sure. walkers, and then the Falcon comes. It's that scene. It's that just. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's it's the Falcon coming in. It's them shooting. It's the exact same thing. Just Danger Zone starts playing. <laughs> That's the only difference. <laughs> that doesn't. That's the only difference. It's the exact same thing. It same mood. Same seriousness. It doesn't you make just, sense. He comes because metaphorically he's coming. He's coming in with that era behind him. Right? And that's the savior right there. Like all of that. You see that out. cone of the supersonic boom? <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> and it's the JJ Abrams, like out of focus, like in focus, out of focus, in focus finally. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the camera's trying to zoom in on yeah, the exactly. jet. <laughs> what, what, Who is what, that? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that. It's that. It's Goose back from the dead. <laughs> Which did you know that like the main character in this movie is like supposed to be Goose's son? Yes, the the one who looks just like Goose with yes. the mustache, who's a fantastic actor, by the way. Oh, what's his name? Not good enough to know his name though. I did because I just watched Whiplash again, the drumming movie that he's in. Oh, he's, I forget his he's name. He's no Oscar Isaac. He's so good. He's I, he's no Oscar Isaac, but he's incredible. Have you seen Whiplash, by the way? No, I think we've talked about it. We've I've seen talked. parts of it, but no. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. That's a 10 out of 10 movie. Like, easy. I've heard. I've heard. Um, I think you'd like it as, like, a music kid. I remember watching a part of it, and it threw me right back into theory class, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta watch it. Because like, the people I know besides me who <sighs> love it the most are people who are, like, in music class or, like, were music <laughs> majors, and they're like... Fuck this guy, yeah. the well, teacher. Here, well, here's the thing. I never ever got close to a part to a point in in both theory and class and performance mm. where I ever had that kind of stress. Yeah. But a lot of my best friends have. Yeah. You know, I remember seeing my friend just just deadbeat, dog tired, yep, dragging himself through the door after he practiced for like five hours straight. Yep. By himself in a closet. Like fingers bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like passing out on his bed, yeah, because he had to practice. Yep, and it's just that fucking sucks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to smash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back to smashing. So yeah. it's it's it's. So I understand that level of of need and 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 discipline. I one hundred percent do. Yeah, 
and I know my own failures as a musician and it's just, I will, I've never had that type of experience yeah. to that, but I understand the basics of that because of what I have experienced. Yeah. And that alone, I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> you got you to watch like, it. Oh. It is so good. Because that feeling, that feeling of screwing up. Yeah. That's something. I never felt that feeling. Okay. I never had any okay. sort of music experience. And that movie made me understand the shit out of it. <laughs> that feeling, it's worse than a studio. Because in a studio, when you fuck up, it just, you hits, it's just a... All right, we're going to go back and do it again. Yep. Literally, it's just space bar. We move back. We clip that. We delete that clip. And we just we take do another take. Yep. We'll count you in. Like the metronome. Yep. And then and you then just got to try go. again. So, yeah, it's fine. Nope. But I've done it in class. Yeah. I've definitely stressed out live, but uh, that was more fun. But the biggest stressor is when in class, you are supposed to be following along. Yep. And, you're, and the expectation is, is that you are because you are capable like everybody else you are here because you can do this and you're not doing and this. then you get called out on and you're doing it solo because you get called out and you're still not doing it and everybody's looking at you and waiting on you and the teacher is yelling at you yeah no i've never like thankfully i've i've only had compassionate kind teachers oh but it's the same experience of when wait a minute all right so we're off right mm -hmm. you you play like measure blah blah blah, and then this you is do a it. scene in the movie, and then it's like, okay, cool, <laughs> all right. So actually, but like a nice teacher, like what I had, would be like, okay, cool, a little off. What you want to do is this, this, and this, and then when I were, I had no clue what the fuck I was doing, yeah. so I would be called, and it would be like, hey Matt, do you know what you're playing? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I have <laughs> no know. idea what I'm playing. Yeah, like it's terrifying, and yeah. I know what's, I know one of the big scenes that you're talking about because I've seen it. Yeah, and it's when just he's figuring out what's wrong, and he's having each each clump of players go through yes he's like oh there it is yep. <laughs> and he's like honing in on it and it's like he's hunting a pl one of the yes. players <laughs> yes and it's and it's and it's just it, and it's the same thing it's music performance is part athleticism yeah and part mental ability yeah and i got by on the athleticism yeah. I can make this finger do this with this hand and this hand doing yeah, this yeah, at this yeah. time. And I can time it with everybody else doing this. Mm -hmm. And I know the rhythm and I can stay on time and I can do that. That's my extent of talent. A lot of people in that situation, like in Whiplash, obviously, they have to have the mental aspect. And I think that's what one of those scenes was where he, I think it was a tuba player or somebody. Yep. And he was like, you don't know what you're reading. Yeah. Like, <laughs> get the, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just. That's terrifying. Yeah, exactly. That's terrifying. And I don't want to spoil that scene, but like even that scene has like a twist in it, which is wild. Like the movie is an absolute roller coaster ride of anxiety <laughs> and like backstabbing. Well, it's also just an amazing performance. Yeah, by uh, J.K. Simmons. I think he won a uh, supporting actor for that. As he should have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. Just oh, <sighs> so good. Um, I do want to touch on one more of these fever dream notes. Okay. Okay. Yes since, yes. yes. since you stole time to think about them. Can I choose one? Well, technically we did one out of three last week and I did tell you that they are tied together. Okay. In, in a way, in a way. I think you wrote a new one. The one under moon Knight, I'm pretty sure is new. That is new. Okay, let's talk about the other two then. So, which, ooh, ooh, which out one? of the old three, you had three written down, and I did pick the middle one. The middle one was like old people, sugar ties it us was to our past. Sugar, historical line to the elderly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but now I'd like you to talk about 
the great social media bridge connection cycle of cringe. These aren't sentences, man. <laughs> That's not how you write. They are if you think they are. Sure. You gotta believe. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, one more time for those at home. The great social media bridge connection cycle of cringe. Okay. Oh, boy. ASMR. <laughs> all right. All right. We grew up with, what, MySpace? Uh, yeah. MySpace. I started with MySpace. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook in early high Tumblr. school. Tumblr. I was never a Tumblr kid. Okay, but that was around our era. You sure, yeah. Right? A lot of people were. For me specifically, I didn't get into social media until end of high school, beginning of college. Oh, wow. Partially because I just wasn't tuned into the internet to that level of like oh like this is a place Mm -hmm. this is a thing it was more just like this is where i get guitar tabs yeah i download punkrockvids.com and i like my mom gets recipes and i get guitar tabs and i stream illegal uh (laughs) illegal music and and shit like that i use limewire which yeah i use limewire and i download songs titles make my mix cds that i put in my car yeah exactly the baba o'reilly that's labeled as teenage wasteland incorrectly yes um (laughs) There are plenty of things that I've seen in today's time as somebody of my age growing up with the the boon of social media that I see with uh, younger people. Yes. That one might say is the, the term being uh, cringe. Got it. Right. So, for example, um, I don't know if you know Pay Money Wubby. I love Pay Money Wubby. He has a video called I, Joining the Clown Lifestyle Was a Mistake. I watched that entire video, actually. <laughs> or Ama- like two days ago. <laughs> Amazing. So I love Pay Money Wubby. <laughs> he, so I have thoughts on Pay Money Wubby, but go ahead. No, no, side note. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I think he's hilarious. Yeah. But the more I watch him, the more I realize he kind of just preys on people with mental illnesses. <laughs> <laughs> but... The things, the words that he says and the way that he reacts is so fucking unbelievably funny that I still watch him, but I feel worse and worse about watching no, him the more I, I, don't I think dive he, into I don't it. think he does to a max degree because he openly does say like, this, this is where you start to feel bad because this is clearly a situation that's like, even in that clown video, he goes, okay, if this was a master troll job, I would totally understand this as a product. Yeah. But... Posting a video and watching the family dynamic as her parents are trying to talk to her about her clown lifestyle. Yeah. This is now getting to a point where it's uncomfortable because if this is an actual real person's reality uh, and take on their life, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like, this doesn't doesn't feel okay. Yeah, exactly. But then he still posts that video on YouTube. Well, he needs to get paid. Millions of people. You gotta get paid. (laughs) Yeah. I just watched his... uh, 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 confession. Yes, my <laughs> my Twitch chat confesses to me, he's confesses best. their sins. Yeah, that he's, one was wild. He's Father Wubby, yeah, and Father he, Wubby <laughs> dressed as a priest or and, like the Pope. And his girlfriend's a nun. <laughs> they literally couldn't and keep she, it together. And she waddles through the door <laughs> yeah. to let him in. Yep. And he's standing there in full car. Yep. Man, you and I just like went off the you. We went down the Wubby the Wubby deep end recently. It's probably because of the new video that he posted. Did yeah. you see the one about the the uh, shawarma or whatever it was? The sh- yes, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the documentary about the shawarma. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyways, anyways, 
so perfect example perfect example because Wubby talks about and shows a lot of those cringy fucking yeah. things with these kids right and one of the big things and you probably see this on tiktok are the fucking weird cringy teenagers yeah right now i'm not here to shame any of them for yeah. any of the cringy things they do because you and i didn't have that portal of media to express ourselves we didn't we have that expression that quickly get our thoughts out to the entire internet well we also didn't have the the even the 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 window to it yeah we had like a live journal at most yeah exactly right we didn't have the ability to say i'm gonna i'm gonna sing along to this thing to this song that speaks to my soul as a 14 year old like we didn't have those cringy opportunities worst cringy thing i did was post uh like song lyrics uh as my aim that was your worst everybody did that as every single person did i like a couple years later thought that was fucking cringy (laughs) I thought that was normal. Everybody did that. Yeah. Everybody. Did. That was just a simple way of saying this is one of my favorite songs that I'm listening to or this is these are lyrics that I like. Like this one really speaks to me. And it was like a chorus of a Franz Ferdinand song or That's something all it was. like but that. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's infinitely better than the whole experience of what I'm seeing now yeah. with stuff, right? So where this is going is that I follow a comedian named Christina Pijinski. Mm-hmm. For those who are listening, and if you don't know her, you probably do know her, Christina P., your mom's house podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's hilarious. Tom Segura's wife, right? She, yeah, she's yeah. Uh, she's married to Tom Segura. Yeah. She's a very good stand-up comedian. She's fucking hilarious. She's absolutely hilarious. Yes, she's yeah. fucking hilarious. Her Instagram is literally nothing else but her retweeting the cringiest, <laughs> most disgusting, <laughs> fucking fringe weirdos on the planet's oh TikToks. Just cool. They're so that <laughs> that I have to skip her profile sometimes if it pops up on my Instagram stories. You, like, can't handle it because it's so just ugh, because it's just these older people doing these things because they're the generation that now has the same portal. Yeah that the young kids have yeah and they both didn't have the experience that our generation had of learning it of learning it and also (laughs) keeping those parts of our life private yeah because there's this weird lens on how social media is used as we're in the private middle generation yeah as an expression of who they are that's good right yeah so what i'm realizing now and i'm gonna say it again because i think we're beginning to get there now right everybody um, the great social media bridge connection cycle of cringe <laughs> is that there's this disconnect but connection because the elderly have their version of cringe and the young people have their version of cringe. And that's across the board and everything outside of not just social media, but everything. Yeah. Right? That's everything. That's, you know, back in my day, I cut down trees with my own two hands. I didn't use a chainsaw, I used an axe. And like the young kids going, you're fucking stupid to use an axe. Why don't you use a chainsaw? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you fucking old idiots. Like, yeah. there's that dis- disconnect. That and then us in the middle who just watch. And yeah. Like, I-, I use a chainsaw, but I- I'm going to keep that to myself. Yes. <laughs> there, There's there's this great, weird, yin-yang connection yeah. within the cringe. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. This The cringe is the yin and the yang Oof. of the top and the bottom of generations of, of, of our current society. You're speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> and 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 it's something that I noticed literally because of Christina Pajinsky's Instagram. 
and seeing the amount of fucking weird TikToks yeah. that people post. Yeah. And then stuff like pay money wubbies, like YouTube uh, videos. Just raking them across the coals. Of raking <laughs> usually young people across the coals for just... But pointing out how weird the platforms are for supporting and like making this happen. Well, that's a, right, right. Yeah, that, it's all that's just for money, right? That's an easy one. Capitalism, money rules, right? Well, I mean, but he's like pointing out like how the fuck is this allowed on TikTok? Yes, <laughs> and YouTube and stuff like that, that. too. Like, yeah, that's a good point. The yeah. Hypocrisy. Of, he's of usually shining a light on like how fucked up <laughs> social media is. Yes, while also contributing to it. And I I really like Pay Money Wubby besides the fact that he's funny because he he is somewhat of a smart guy even yeah. though he doesn't really let that on yeah but he does slip it at times yeah in the way he talks yeah. about a situation yeah because he does understand the larger perspective yeah. of the situation exactly and that's kind of where it it grabs his attention to say something yeah you know and then he'll have videos where it's the shawarma video where <laughs> which just, honestly is uh, i think genuinely his best work <laughs> and for those who don't know it wasn't a shawarma it was some kebab. meat it was a kebab it was a kebab that apologies everybody looks like a fucking massive piece of shit <laughs> just a huge turd on a bed of french fries and he him and his friends would share this thing and it became a meme and then one day they had the thought let's try to figure out if this is actually a kebab or if this is actually someone took a shit on a plate of french fries and it's a 30 minute documentary no and it's like a 45 minute it's like 50 45 minute. minute investigative journalism yes that was enthralling like if you've ever like popped on a documentary like oh that sounds kind of interesting and you get wrapped up and so invested in what the outcome is it is that but for the question of is this meat or is this poop <laughs> and it is incredible and i don't want to spoil it but it is i think genuinely worth a watch it is very much worth the watch I like and it's not like necessarily putting anybody down it's just him going on this journey and like walking us through the tools that he used to try to dig down this and it's it's really good and this is actually pay money wubby is actually what helped me spur this along as well because he has a video where maybe it was the clown video it was one of the videos where he talks about how uh the sex doll community came after him mm. and because yep. for those who don't know he has a video where he buys a sex doll <laughs> And he doesn't use it, obviously, but he's like, who the fuck would spend $4,000 on a sex doll? And yeah. he said, I'll give it a shot. Let's see what it's, let's, let's see what it's all about. Oh my then he gets it and it's the unboxing and he's just like, it's so fucking heavy. <laughs> it's a torso. <laughs> yeah. How does one have sex with this thing? <laughs> like, just, it's, yeah. And it's, he just, he just leaves it in his garage. I think he props <laughs> it into a chair and he goes, I'm not fucking moving this thing. Are you kidding me? And then he leaves it. Yeah. And apparently he got roasted or just attacked by the sex doll community of like, I can't believe he would do that to her. Like, I hope she finds a better home. Oh, all my these, all these. Yeah. And that's and and he also he attracts hate from some pretty kind of deep parts of the internet. Like the kids ASMR community of people who enjoy watching kids making <laughs> ASMR videos, which is just, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> he has multiple videos where he gets into it, but the amount of like hate that he gets and like doxing that he got because of just pointing out that this is a little weird. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's pretty wild. He well, he's our age range. He he is like um, he's like I looked it up within like a month of me. He yeah, so he's our age range. So he's outside the top and bottom. Exactly. Of yeah. This this. He sees the weirdness above and the weirdness below, and he's like, I got to tell someone about this. He's in the middle of the outliers of cringe. Yeah. In the cringe cycle. He's on the bridge. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that statement was. It was just, that's what I I was thinking of. Beautiful. And I just wrote that down because I just had this great, great light bulb understanding of our society. Yeah. And how weird it is that we have the two same things, but on opposite ends that for some reason don't like each other because of that. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the, it's a generational thing. It's my parents smoked cigarettes, so I'm not going to smoke cigarettes because yucky. And then my kids are going to smoke cigarettes. Like it's that, it's like the, but then it's like saying your kids smoking cigarettes think it's stupid that the older generation smokes cigarettes and the older generation that smokes cigarettes is going to look the young generation that smokes cigarettes and says, I can't believe you're smoking cigarettes. Sure. That's so yeah. that's so disgusting. And yeah. it's like, but you're doing the same fucking thing. I don't yeah. know where the, the, the yeah. look on each other is on this because it doesn't line up. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's a weird thing. Humans. Isn't it weird? Humans. And then your second <sighs> thought was the whole sugar thing. Old people, sugar connects us to our past. Sugar, can, yep. can you Historical walk us through to the elderly. a little bit about how those tied together, how one thought flowed into the next? Because you started with the internet cringe thing. Yes. And then how did you get to sh- sugar? I was, well, easily. It was the fact that I was thinking about the generations. Yeah. So I was thinking about time. Yeah. I was thinking about history. God damn. And then I was thinking about the elderly. And I was yeah. thinking about like the lifespan of somebody who's now considered an elderly person what they experienced yeah. and how what shaped their worldview to be what it was looking down upon the generations after them and seeing the world as it is now through the size of an iphone screen right or whatever the hell it is that they have as their 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 last desperate connection to what the modern yeah. world's take is yeah on on perspectives and how to view things and then it turned into me understanding that view and that perspective being shaped from, like I said before in the last episode, the the wonky bullshit, the wacky shit being said and on top of the wacky shit yeah. and how that's all been filtered through and just it's just like mud water like you were saying. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it all just came together. Wow. <laughs> Did you then, not see how those two were tied together? I mean, I had my guess and... <laughs> You said, oh, it's simple, and then explained a way more complicated version than what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I, I can't keep up with you in any way, physically, mentally, like, <laughs> you're just more of a human than I am. I'm just more of a human. <laughs> you are 120% human. <laughs> Your entire life is optimized. You think faster than other people. You are stronger than other people. <laughs> it's really wild. It's just, it's, it's awe. It's awe-inspiring to be in your presence. What was your connection? What was your connection? Um, I mean, the generational gap thing that I said. And then... Uh, what are some things that old people experience that we don't experience now? Oh, the whole sugar thing. Like, where did they... Wh- how was sugar... What was sugar like when they grew up? <laughs> I don't know. It was healthy. And then it was 
fats are bad and blah, blah, blah. And now the new kids haven't experienced any of that. Well, that's a whole nother curve trend, right? Let's say we took sugar. Curve trend. Right. Like, like trend of a curve. Yeah. Let's say we took sugar from 1915. Yeah. Right. 1915. 1915. Okay. Just old sugar. This is right. barely filtered cane sugar back yeah, then. Exactly. Yeah. Or or even better, flour. Wow. Let's take flour. Yeah. Flour is a much better example. Yeah. Let's say you go to the, the supermarket and you buy a bag of flour in, uh, in 1910. Buying yep. a bag of flour. Yep. And then I pushed, like, and then you're here now, and I pushed forward a bag of modern day flour. Yeah. Right? They're both flour. Yeah. They would both be, both be used for the same purposes. Sure. The flour you would get from me today has been enriched yeah. because it's been gone through a chemical process to sanitize it because they maximize the profit by cutting corners to output more quantity yep. to meet a higher demand yep. because of modern technology. Yep. Right? You take that small divide of the same thing, right? You have the 1910 flower and you have the 2022 flower. And you take all those differences and all the time and all those years between those two different types of flowers. And then you map all the impacts of all those differences on somebody's lifespan. Yeah. Over that same arc. Yeah. Right. Of just, well, what happened when they, let's say they started bleaching flour. Price that have differences any type of impact? and health differences. And yeah, exactly. Did that have some type of impact? Maybe, probably, actually it did. So you take that and that's just flower. Butterfly effect, how that affected someone's upbringing. And yeah, that's yeah. just bread. That's just Man. carbs. Now put that to everything. Like sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Put that towards cars. Cars. Gas. Put that towards everything that gets consumed. Yeah. Right. The news. Yeah. Like, like the news. And you see how the, like, Yes, gravity will win at the end of the day, and we will all have like the, a bag of bones, right? We're all just going to be a bag of bones. Gravity is the one factor that you can never alter, and we will always face. But the things along the line against that line of gravity taking us down to the zero line, that's all impacted by all these little things that decay us internally, that decay us like physically, and decay us mentally. And we don't think about it. And we don't think about that impact. Like going back to, like I said in the last episode, you talk to somebody who's a lot older, f full of wacky shit, and it's like, you're just full of decay, right? Not just physical, but like mental and emotional decay because of all those things. Because going back into that kind of like that, that line of time and that, that flower from the 1910 and flower from 2022, think about that as just parenting techniques. Now let's get into developmental shit. Think about education systems. Think about all the shit that's taught in schools. Think about all those things. And those that, that shit has the same style of impact over time. And you have that curve, right? Like I'm talking about, of all that wacky shit coming in and that decay on the line of gravity and how it's impacting that decay internally and it just accelerates it, right? And boom, it all ends on the line. It will for you this way. It all ends on the line, right? Like the line of gravity. And it's the end because gravity is always that deciding factor that will always win. And that's it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I was trying to think of what the first thing I was going to say when you were done with this rant was. And I have three. I'd like to run a couple of them past you. One, you said this while you should have been sleeping. <laughs> you thought all of this while you should have been unconscious. Yes. Yes. Two, I'm, you were entirely sober. Yes. Three, I feel like I'm high. <laughs>
<laughs> and four, back to the thing I said about how you're 120% human. You just spoke at 120% speed. <laughs> but did you, but did you understand what I was talking about? For those listening, we did not fast forward that part of the podcast. He was really talking that fast. I I kind of get it, but again, I can't keep up with you. You think on a different plane of existence than I do. <laughs> Do you want me to do it again? Do you want me to like... No, no, okay, please okay. no. I need a break. And we will revisit the the finale of this trilogy of late night sober dubs thoughts. Uh, going to bed week. thoughts. Yeah, going to bed thoughts. This is what I think about when I fall asleep. Going to Ooh, bed thoughts. Holy cow. Man, this is going to be a special segment of our of our podcast. We're going to talk about nerdy stuff. And then we're going to end with some mindfuck buffoonery. <laughs> I feel like this is common sense. It's I feel not like common. It's, I feel like it's not that. <laughs> it's not common. I feel like I'm not seeing anything wild. Yeah. I feel like it's stuff we all I know. I get the core of what you're saying, and I, I pretty much I get entirely what you're saying. I've just never come close to thinking any of that. You've never thought about any of those things. It it doesn't help me to think those things. There's no point in thinking those things. You know what I think about when I go to bed? No. Oh, that's it. <laughs> this is nice. Mm, I can't wait to be unconscious. <laughs> I like that part of my day. I think of things like that constantly. Constantly. You're more when I lay down to fall asleep. Always on fire. Your brain it, is always going. I just, I just. Your foot is on the gas. <laughs> well, if you think about like. Think about the defrag of everything you ingest through your eyes through the entire day when you lay down at night and there's nothing but darkness around you. So all you have are the images that you saw all through the day and whether consciously or subconsciously you're aware of them or you acknowledge them, they're there and they're filtering through your thoughts. So whether you think about something like, I saw this article that pisses me off about this person or, or I saw Tucker Carlson's weird homoerotic video that's making me question things. Like when you see the, when you see those things and you just got to think about like the five whys to root cause analysis of why, 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 why. And you think about everything of just your day-to-day and not so much let's say like an operational task of what you have to do at work you think about that as far as why 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 of rca for just your thought process about something Mm. for just your your understanding of just think about your the why 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 of why you thought that about that yeah why did i think that about that why did i respond to that like that well i responded to that like that because that triggered this in me well i thought about that because that trigger was made by this event and this was reinforced by this social expectation and that's why i'm like that and then you take that same that same template that same conditional formatting for your thought process and you copy and paste it paste it on other people and you start to realize that's all people are and that goes back to the sugar historical line to the elderly with the wacky shit going back now to this with the great cyclical part of of cringe of generations right and you see it and it's just like it's all just this massive system that can just be it's all just and you know what's crazy it's not planned this isn't planned yeah they don't, nobody plans that. The, everybody plans for their for themselves to make out like a bandit, right? Whether it's trying to like change government regulations, whether it's trying to change tax brackets, whether it's trying to change your investment portfolio, you're trying to change the outcome of your the size of your cookie for you to eat, right? You need to make out on the end, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I'm saying nobody has the intention behind it to have the butterfly impact of what they do to create the system that we live in, right? Yeah. 
I just, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired from listening to that. Why? The, the, I, you just went so fast, and everything you said was so coherent. <laughs> and I don't know how you do that. I think that thing that happened earlier in my day, when I'm, this is me when I'm falling asleep. Oh, there was that thing that happened earlier. That's wild. That's it. <laughs> Man, earth crazy sometime. <laughs> And then I just turn down the volume until I'm asleep. <laughs> and then that's it. That's all I think about. It's the everything's chaos and you don't need to put order to it because there's no order. Okay. To it. So you believe so in chaos theory. Go with the flow. hundred percent. Okay. What is your take on chaos theory it, then in no, society? We're, we're at time. We're over time. This is, a, <laughs> we're way over time. We cannot open this bag of beans. Okay. Right so homework for the listener, oh Google God. chaos theory. It's actually a really simple concept. It's really fun to think about. And okay, 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 okay. Quote, Google chaos theory. It's a really simple concept. End quote. Dubs 2022. It is. I promise it is. You are 120% of a person. (laughs) Goodbye. I'll see you next week. It's working right now. Oh, I think it's working right now. I think hey, it's everybody. working right now. Working for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Do 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 do. That's not how that goes. Yes, it is. <laughs>